And welcome into another episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. Well, farmers are facing stiff headwinds as they harvest food for the nation and the world this season. From fuel to fertilizer to a new rail strike threat, it could be a tough harvest season as we wrap things up for America's producers. The view of one of two farmers in the U.S. Senate, Iowan Chuck Grassley, is... The national average price of diesel is $5.30 a gallon, and it's still expected to go higher. Reserves for diesel have not been this low since 1951 when the U.S. population was half what our population is today. And then there's Mother Nature. Drought conditions throughout the Mississippi River Basin have a really limited shipping ability. While the war in Ukraine aggravates fertilizer prices. Farmers uh, face record prices from anhydrous ammonia uh, that they're going to apply this fall. And then there's a very real threat that we'll see a railroad strike in about 16 or 17 days. Further squeezing supply chains as Ukraine struggles against new Russian threats against its grain exports. Former U.S. Ag Trade Ambassador Greg Dowd on a Farm Foundation forum said, You're a vessel owner, and <laughs> you've got your vessel in that part of the world, you're going to scatter. Uh, you, you don't want to be hit by some missile over there. Uh, don't see any resolution to any of this in, in any short period of time. Unfortunately, it's, it's rather tragic. Lending more uncertainty and volatility to farm input costs, crop prices, and political stability in already shaky parts of the Middle East and East Africa. Farmers harvesting their grain this fall face some challenges getting their commodities to export markets. Andrew Walmsley, American Farm Bureau Federation's Senior Director of Government Affairs, says farmers are seeing complications on multiple fronts. You have truck transportation where we're seeing challenges with labor availability and high diesel prices. You've then got the waterways challenged with very low water levels that's restricting movement of grain. And then we've had service issues with rail, just generally with the railroads and some of the service matrix. But then a lot of uncertainty interjected now with the potential of a strike as we do not have an agreement between the labor unions and the railroads. However, Walmsley says a potential railroad strike is one of the things that can be avoided. When you look at the rivers, we can pray for rain. We also appreciate everything that the Army Corps of Engineers doing to keep the river flowing as much as possible. But one we can avoid is the potential of a strike or lockout between the labor unions and the railroads. The rail network is critical to moving bulk goods in this country, particularly this time of year with harvest and then also pre-positioning through the spring for critical inputs. And Walmsley says Farm Bureau is encouraging lawmakers to be proactive. What we are encouraging, over 300 groups last week sent a letter to the president encouraging the administration to stay engaged. From an ag sector, we're encouraging Congress to take action here sooner rather than later if the unions and the railroads can't reach an agreement. Again, that's Andrew Walmsley, AFBF Senior Director of Government Relations. Farmer sentiment weakened again in October as the Purdue University CME Group Ag Economy Barometer fell to a reading of 102, down 10 points compared to a month earlier. Both of the barometer sub-indices, the Index of Current Conditions and the Index of Future Expectations, declined this month. The Current Conditions Index dipped 8 points to a reading of 101, while the Future Expectations Index dropped 11 points to a reading of 102. This month's weakness in farmer sentiment pushes the index back near levels observed in late 2015 and early 2016 when farm income was sharply lower than in the last two years. 
USDA estimates U.S. inflation-adjusted net farm income averaged across 2021 and 2022 is more than 40% above the 2015-2016 average. Producers are concerned about the impact of U.S. interest rate policy on their farms and the ag economy, with over one-third choosing it as the most important policy issue. The North American Meat Institute released a report Tuesday that sets transparent baselines that will allow the industry to measure progress and verify contributions to global climate goals. With 100% of the Meat Institute's large U.S. members, those with more than 2,000 employees, submitting data, the report covers an estimated 90% of meat sold in the United States by value. Meat Institute President and CEO Julie Anna Potts commented, quote, 98% of American households purchase meat, putting our sector undoubtedly at the center of solutions for healthy diets, healthy communities, and a healthy planet for generations to come, end quote. Supporting the organization's commitment to measure and fill the protein gap for needy families by 2025, 78% of reporting companies donate money or products to food banks and charities. Meanwhile, 82% of reporting facilities are covered by a company commitment to minimize packaging waste, and 71% are covered by a company commitment to reduce food waste. You may not know that milk and dairy products are the most requested but least donated product at food banks. Well, one dairy farmer is passionate about providing solutions to America's hunger issues. Sam Schweppe, owner of Schweppe Dairy in southern Indiana, also works for Feeding America, a nationwide network of more than 200 food banks that feed more than 46 million people. And Schweppe says her passion for helping Feeding America first started when she was a little girl and her parents would take care of foster children. We had one young boy come to stay with us. He was so malnourished, a little gray-haired eight-year-old boy, and his skin was like flaking. And it was incredible to see what regular meals did. And it just, um, it like turned on the light inside of him and the change in him just from having regular nutritious food. It was just so incredible to see. Like a month later, he has red hair and freckles. I will never forget that. She says that memory continues to drive her in her work with Feeding America to find ways to feed those in need, but to also eliminate food waste. That's why the organization is working on a pilot program that she helped coordinate called Shredding Hunger. We are sourcing leftover pieces of trim cheese. If you think about when you go to the deli, uh, you get a nice round piece of cheese that doesn't match our square sandwich spread. And there's leftover cheese products. And uh, we have different processing partners across the country who are sourcing this trim cheese and reprocessing it and getting it made into a shredded cheese and packaging it in family-sized packages and delivering a low-cost, high-nutrient food product to our neighbors in need. For more information, visit feedingamerica.org. And lastly, here on American Ag Today, we see that the Iowa Department of Agriculture has confirmed a positive case of highly pathogenic avian influenza in Wright County this week. The virus was found at a commercial layer flock, and this is the first confirmed case of HPAI in the county this year, which is located in north-central Iowa. Iowa Secretary of Agriculture Mike Nag says, quote, We have been preparing for the possibility of additional outbreaks and are working closely with USDA and producers to eradicate this disease from our state, end quote. 
Commercial and backyard flock owners should prevent contact between their birds and wild birds. Sick birds or unusual deaths among birds should be immediately reported to state or federal officials. If producers suspect signs of HBAI in their flocks, they should contact their veterinarian immediately. According to the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the recent HBAI detections in birds do not present a public health concern. This is American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm Jesse Allen, wishing you a great rest of your day.